in a highly unusual move, the National Republican Party chair offering to step down for former President Trump, even though he hasn't won the nomination yet. This is very rare. Ronna McDaniel was elected to her post with Trump's full support after serving as GOP chairwoman in Michigan. Recently, though, Trump's view of McDaniel has soured due to the RNC's poor finances, his feelings that the RNC could have supported him more in 2020. And now Trump says he'll make recommendations for her replacement after the South Carolina primary. CNN's Elena Treen joins us now. Not only is it striking because Trump's tune on her has changed so much, but she's held this position for so long, and it's rare to ever see something like this, is it not? Oh, it's very rare, and it was it's a stunning development. But look, I mean... Ronna McDaniel was facing pressures on a lot of fronts, and that's part of what led to this decision. But there's no doubt that Donald Trump was the driving force behind her offering to leave the RNC after South Carolina. And there's a couple reasons for that. I mean, Donald Trump and Ronna McDaniel, the relationship between the two has really deteriorated in recent uh, in recent years, and even more so over the past week. Um, as you mentioned, Poppy, Donald Trump still harbors a lot of resentment toward the RNC for what he believes is them not doing enough to challenge the 2020 election results. And that's something I hear time and time again in my conversations with Trump's advisors. They also grew increasingly frustrated with her um, and how the RNC handled the Republican primary debates. Obviously, Donald Trump did not participate in those. Uh, and Trump himself has privately uh, griped about why can't the RNC uh, not remain neutral? Why can't they come out and endorse me? That's something he had said um, in the past over the, uh, over the past year now. Um, but look, this all really hit a tipping point last week, I'm told, and that's partly because the RNC reported just having $8 million in the bank last year. Uh, that's the lowest fundraising haul they've had in more than a decade. And that's really when Donald Trump and his advisors started to make plans to send a clear message that something needed to change at the RNC. And that's why you're seeing Rana um, make this decision. And it all kind of culminated after a meeting on Monday where they met at Mar-a-Lago for more than two hours uh, with between her and Donald Trump. Elena, while we have you, there was a primary last night in the Republican in case Party. You missed and, it. And, it's, and it's very confusing and convoluted, and Donald Trump's not on the ballot, and this was all kind of jerry rigged to some degree uh, to, to ease his pathway here. Uh, but Nikki Haley lost to the well known candidate of none of these candidates. We've reached out to their campaign manager for comment. I, I guess the question is they weren't playing here. They knew this was a done deal. They're focused on South Carolina. But how bad is that headline right now for the only Trump challenger left? It is bad. I mean, there's no doubt that this is embarrassing for her, especially because, look, Haley's trying to make the point that she's still a viable candidate uh, in this primary, especially as they head into South Carolina, where her chances there are not looking uh, that great, even though it's her home state. And even though this was a state where Haley really spent no time, she didn't spend a dime in Nevada, and that's partly because her campaign has argued that it's rigged for Donald Trump, it's still an embarrassing defeat. Now, I do want to just quickly read you a statement from her campaign. Uh, her campaign spokesman told CNN, quote, even Donald Trump knows that when you play plenty soft, the House wins. We didn't bother to play a game rigged for Trump. We're full steam ahead in South Carolina and beyond. And again, even though there was no effort behind this, I mean, they chose to play in the primary, not the caucus, which is really, for all intents and purposes, far more important for the Republican candidates, because that's where the delegates are decided. It's still an embarrassing defeat, and it is not a good sign for her as, you know, she heads into South Carolina in a couple weeks. A couple weeks left. Right, Elaine Treen, thank you. I want to bring back uh, John Avalon, SC Cup. You mentioned the, R uh, the RNC when we were talking a uh -huh. few moments ago. Uh -huh. What do you think about all this? Well, uh, we sort of got to this. It is remarkable. Not only 
that there's this leadership change because she's been there for so long and her institutional knowledge is so great and she's actually well liked inside the RNC. It is an election year and they're making a leadership change in the middle of an election year. That's wild. But apparently she was not compliant enough for Trump, right? Not refusing, you know, refusing to um, cancel all the primary debates that really bothered him. This is a woman who dropped her maiden name reportedly for Donald Trump. Was it again? Romney. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't compliant enough. So I think we should not be surprised if Donald Trump names Donald Trump interim head yeah. of the RNC. I, I, I just want to <laughs> lean into that point. You can change your name to try to please Donald Trump, yeah. and that's not loyalty enough. If you have any question about not parroting his lies loudly and doing whatever he wants, and she did a lot, for him, yeah. right? I mean, you know, the, the whole the whole Delaware paid his legal bills. Yeah, paid his legal bills. <laughs> the, the RNC is a shell of itself because they've been funding his. None of it's enough. They will. He it, loyalty's a one-way street, and he will still stick you with the ship. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah. end there. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's a counter to it, and I'm having a difficult time finding one. <laughs>